Welcome to the Joe Blow Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games and the world of being a parent, still with all the love of gaming, but none of the time to consume it all. I'm Trevor. Oh, I'm Nick. <laughs> I thought you were is going this, to introduce is, me. My apologies. Part, do I speak? or what? Is this the part where I do my thing? Uh, <laughs> who's, yep. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're here with John Marginal. Hey! <laughs> I, didn't, I, I don't know if I was supposed to be introduced. I just kind of jumped the gun and off, jumped right in there. Off know. to a great start. <laughs> yes. It's, it's reminiscent of our very first podcast when it was basically... And every other podcast that we've ever done. <laughs> yes. First, I, I listened to our first podcast uh, like a couple weeks ago, and it was just me cackling for 20 minutes and Lajno going, this is professional. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. A, lot, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome back, Lajano. It's been a while. Hey, thank you. I have returned. We're happy the to prodigal have you. son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was not me. Be, I was that was sincere. I yeah. was like sincerely trip for like making a big statement. But absolutely, yeah. So yeah, we uh, uh, we we were talking to John um, outside the podcast, and he he had quite some words for us for our for our quote unquote disdain. For Red Dead Redemption, and he wanted to he wanted to correct us on that, and now he's since finished Red Dead. I think. I think Redemption you're... two. Well, which one? The first one? No, Red Dead no, Redemption. Two, two. Yes, I finished that many years ago. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite. <laughs> that a good was game. great. Great. Uh, well, no, no, I have yet to finish Red Dead Redemption two, though I am very close. I'm on the I think the final chapter, and then my understanding is maybe there's an epilogue after, and so so I don't have too terrible much more to go. Okay. Well, good. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you, but I've heard that epilogue is pretty long. <laughs> great yeah. well you know what that's i that's great i well i expect nothing less i mean the original red dead had a pretty long epilogue but before i you know correct the record and tell you guys how horribly wrong you were about red dead redemption first uh i should congratulate you both for extra life and for the time that happened there oh, uh, thank i thought you. that was a pretty pretty rad event and i don't know how many people listening kind of know how well that went off but you guys really kicked some ass on that one thank so. you thank we'd you. spent a good hour patting ourselves on the back in the last podcast yeah. but it's good to hear it from somebody else too. yeah no i know it, well it needs to continue to come up and i just sort of wanted to build you up before i knocked you down because really <laughs> it's a compliment sandwich yeah compliments yeah so I you mean, have to say something nice after you rip us apart also no i it was it was i think it was your last podcast where i heard you both just just ragging on Red Dead Redemption, being like, "Oh, it's boring. I never finished it. It's a terrible game." I I don't remember the exact quotes. These are <laughs> no, these those are all sound parts. accurate to me. You yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I think straight Poker out of Simulator mouth, came up, yeah. <laughs> and I was just in my car going, "You got got you, these fucking idiots!" <laughs> like, no, what was wrong, wrong with them? <laughs> It's it's like literally tuning into a movie podcast where people are talking about The Godfather and, and besmirching it as <laughs> shitty filmmaking or something. Like it was driving me insane. Yeah. So th- that we have to correct first. To the be Red fair, Dead Redemption. I never finished Red Dead Redemption. Like I, no, I, I, I played know. an hour that's, of it. So my that's not helping your case. That's, no hours? Finish, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I at least poured oh in a God. good like twenty hours <laughs> no, to give a solid opinion of how boring I thought it was. <laughs> I poured in every minute of my life for several months 
and regretted nothing about it. Because I, I really do think the first Red Dead Redemption is one of the greatest games of all time. I believe really I, easily. I believe I said it on the podcast that we were ripping it that I respect the hell out of the game. Uh, I think it. Uh, I've been told what the story is, and I believe by you, you told me what the ending was, and it sounded great. It was just uh, everything else about it that. I just I. <clears throat> I've I've been on record before. I don't know. If I've said it here before. I just don't love the rock star format. The 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 template that they use for every single one of their games, except for Red Dead Redemption Two, which it's been working for me a lot better than the other ones. I've finished a lot of Rockstar games in the past. In case you don't know, Rockstar makes Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. And that's about it. They made Bully in the past and some other offshoot games. But those are the games that I'm known for. And uh, I just don't like the start and stop of most of their storytelling. I don't like that it's like a mission and you do this fun thing and then it dumps you off in the middle of nowhere. Then it's up to you to drive back to where you want to go or just take your story somewhere else with another character. And there's very little progression. Again, I'm reiterating myself. So that's where I always, in Red Dead Redemption itself, always left a little bit more, uh, left more opportunity to be boring because there is very little in-between stuff. So unless you were drinking hard on the cowboy coffee, then you just didn't you just didn't feel it very oh. much and that's oh i'm drinking the cowboy i coffee. mean i Don't am worry. now though like i'm it, brewing a new cup every day yes exactly again <laughs> i mean get my cores every, all everything full. i said oddly does not apply to red dead redemption 2 but we can get into that later give me yeah. your five minute take on why red dead redemption 1 is so incredible well i mean I can respect and understand that maybe you don't like the format of Rockstar or whatever, but, I, you know, I, I think very much that game, I, I really think the whole Rockstar vibe sets very well in the Wild West, far better than in GTA, frankly, because, uh, you know, if you're playing a character in modern day or the 80s or whatever, running around doing the things you do in Grand Theft Auto, you really can't help but admit the fact that you are a monster. Like, yeah. it's... You're pretty much playing, like, a despicable human being. Mm. But there's something about the setting of the Wild West where morality's kind of... <laughs> yeah. ...questionable, and it sort of plays better, I think. I mean, that was a crazy time, or certainly our romanticized version of the West depicts this kind of crazy, morally ambiguous time where you feel a little better just kind of gunning people down because they <laughs> look at you sideways or, you know, whatever. Right. And I, I've always been far more a fan of Westerns than of just your regular crime story or something. So the, the idea of like, oh, Grand Theft Auto, but in the Wild West, that's, you know, I was really excited about it. And I frankly think that that original game took GTA and elevated it five levels way higher than... GTA was always the game people just kind of fucked around and ran from the cops and did dumb shit with. Yeah. And even, even its original stories like GTA 2 and, and 3 and Vice City and San Andreas, like they, they didn't really take it that seriously at all, right? Yeah, because the funny part is it's like all the compliments and everything that people seem to love about Red Dead Redemption 1 is everything that I see in number 2. But I, it's so much deeper in number two that it actually works for me. So when people always talk about like, yeah, I would go hunting and all this stuff in Red Dead Redemption 1, I remember that, but it seemed very pointless to me at the time. 
Like it just didn't seem like I was really accomplishing much besides the act of just doing it, if that makes sure. sense. And and I frankly, and we've had this talk about just kind of the way we play games in general. I think we're all coming to games for different reasons. And frankly, I think the reason you come to games or what you like out of games isn't really being offered to you in something like Red Dead Redemption. Correct. Like, I found it a, such an improvement over GTA because I'm a story guy, right? Like, I'm a narrative story guy. So the fact that they kind of, I mean, they started this with Grand Theft Auto uh, 4. That was kind of the first one where it was like, okay, we're going to take this a little bit seriously and actually right. kind of try to tell a real story. Totally. And that, that game succeeds and fails in various ways. But really, Red Dead Redemption was the first one that I've seen from Rockstar. They're like, here is this massive story game. And the story of Red Dead is is fantastic. Like It's one of the best I've ever played in a game. And sort of exploring this character of like, okay, if you're in this kind of GTA world, who are you and why do you doing what you're doing and what does that result from? And this, the whole story of like the West is dying and you know, you're, you're this kind of lone gunman that's on his last legs, which those themes are carry over into Red Dead Redemption 2 for sure. But that was all the stuff I like. I think, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've said in the past like, your, your statement of why am I doing this for no reason, you know, it, it's really just mood and tone mm-hmm. and there's no like XP or, yeah. hey, you unlocked a silver gun. I know. And now, and, you know. I've st- yeah, I, I don't like that about myself, but I am a sucker and I need that. I need that thread to pull me through. I need that. I, I need to see the numbers get higher. I need to see. He needs to play Red Dead Redemption 2 as Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> needs different exactly. skins. <laughs> Maybe that's what is doing it for you in Red Dead Redemption 2 because there's like a bar for your three cores. Is yes, that like absolutely. the one thing you needed there's, to, there's, to get going? No, there's, there's the cores for your horse. There's the cores for you. <laughs> there's straight up different equipment go. and guns that have like different damage things. I can customize my gun. I love playing right. dress up in games too. So yes, that is also been like, I've, I think I've spent, I'm not joking, at least 10 to 12 hours customizing guns and dressing up and customize my horse stuff. Every dollar I get, I'm always broke because the second I get 100 bucks, I take it somewhere and start customizing shit. And that's, I love that, well, that stuff. That's great. That's completely, completely understandable because yeah. it's well worth doing in the game. Yeah. But but um, sort of transitioning from the original Red Dead, which, by the way, is still one of the greatest games ever. <laughs> sure. And y'all, y'all are crazy for not Trevor, an hour. I don't, that's like, that's insane. I basically went in the game. I, I went around and, like, found people camping out and murdered them. Went into a big, like, saloon where people were playing cards, murdered everybody in there, and then stopped. And I was like, all right, I'm done. How do you even make a call then? That's, you literally that's didn't like see the game. Yeah, you're, like, sitting in a movie and the, tra- like the, the, the credits haven't even stopped. And you're just oh, like this fuck dumb. this and walk out. Yeah. No, I would even, yeah, I would think your crazy. original joke there. You're watching the opening trailers. Yeah. And you say, well, these are dumb, and you walk out <laughs> and don't even see the movie. Maybe I'll give it another try. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess if it couldn't hold your interest, you maybe that's bad on the game. But you know, I, I don't know. But but regardless, um, what what's cool about Red Dead Redemption Two? And I, so here's the thing: I haven't finished the game, so I can't really definitively make this statement. But where I sit now, many, 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 many hours into the game, mm-hmm. kind of rounding the bin on towards the end of the game, I, I actually think it's better than the first game, like wow. significantly. Like yeah. it, it's even better, you know, which is 
quite a task. Even after that four-hour intro? Uh, so, yes. Actually, that's it's great you bring that up because it, what Trevor's talking about is my initial impressions of the game were pretty bad. Like, the game starts uh, kind of in the, in the mountains, in the snow, with this kind of glorified tutorial teaching you how to be a cowboy, and it's slow. and It's slow, and it's bad at being a tutorial. That's the, almost the biggest complaint of those opening four yeah. hours. It's like, here's how to play the game. By the way, we're going to do a really bad job teaching you to play this game. <laughs> well, you didn't like the text in the top left corner that's as tiny as you, yeah. know, you can barely read it, and it yeah. just goes by in a second. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. But but and also where it also fails in the beginning, frankly, is I think it's very bad at setting its story up. I, I think it's made in this way of like they know the story that they're trying to tell. So they're like, yeah, you know, yeah, Dutch and the gang. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I don't know. I don't know. Rockstar. Like, I, yes, I, it almost felt like one of those stories where it was like you read the comic books, right? Or you read all the books before this. So, you know, these people. And it was just like very much like, no, I do not know these people. And you're doing a very bad job introducing them. But I also think they're leaning on, don't worry, you have about 120 hours to get to know these people. Totally. Yeah, I think I think the game makes a very bad first impression, but it's only like four hours, which is a lot. (laughs) I was about to say it's it's four um, times as much as you ever played, Trevor. But it's (laughs) it's in in comparison to the actual content of the full game is is a drop in the in an ocean, you know, of stuff. So like it, it makes a bad initial impression, but but Nick is absolutely correct in that, that you spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours with this crew and these people and the characters. And uh, after a while, it kind of makes up for its shortcomings. Like you, you start to get it like, oh, OK, and especially I, I will say this because we, we were sort of talking a bit about Grand Theft Auto and being a villain and the way Rockstar plays. I, I think at this moment, I think it's easily the best Rockstar game ever. Because the narrative is kind of making a commentary on Rockstar games, kind of. Or like video games, just kind of culture in general. Like, this, the game sort of, and I guess this is some minor spoilers. You know, I'm not going to give away any plot points or anything. But if you're, if you're a listener who's you know, doesn't want anything ruined for you, this kind of goes to theme and tone of the game. You might, you might want to skip the next minute or two, but... but Basically, my impression is that the game is sort of making this commentary about being an asshole <laughs> in mm-hmm. a Rockstar game, right? Like early on, it very much encourages you to like go rob people, rob stagecoaches, shake people down for money and beat their ass and, you know, beat families up and just take their money. Like the gang is really shitty. Yeah. Really shitty, which also lends to why I didn't like them at first. I was like, all oh, these people suck. Like, I don't I'm not friends with anybody. But but um, what's interesting about the tone of the game is it's very much a, an arc of the main character, Arthur, and him sort of realizing how shitty he is, like, yeah. straight up. And and it's kind of brilliant because I don't I've never seen a Rockstar game make. I mean, they, they basically have printed money just making games be like, do whatever you want to do, uh-huh. like whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, it's worth mentioning that this is the first one in all of the, uh, all of Rockstar games. This is the first game that actually has a straight up morality meter. Yes. 
So it's much more, uh, it's, it's, I don't know that it really has much gameplay. I haven't seen much gameplay effects other than like some shops will give you a discount for being a good guy. I think the meter is much more just saying, hey, we're actually paying attention. The game telling you I'm paying attention. So if you're being a monster, as opposed to GTA, where like me getting to the next checkpoint included me accidentally running over 25 people and knocking a, a you know, a school bus off the road. Right. And that's just what I did because I was going fast. Fucking monster. <laughs> now in Red Dead 2, it is very, it, again, the game's paying attention saying like, oh, we noticed that you're being a dick. That's fine. If you want to be a dick, be a dick. Just know that we're, we're paying attention. Right. Or even just having a feedback where it just pops up. Like, Trevor, it'll sort of put up, like, either a, a red cowboy or a white cowboy. It's actually, it's honestly straight out of Westworld. It's, like, totally black yeah. hat, white hat. Yeah. Like, do your thing. It really is. It's a lot like Westworld, which is amazing. So that's yeah. so that's good. Is it is it like Mass Effect where you're, you make decisions and you know which way it's going to lean? I mean, yes, it, it, it's pretty fair in its morality. It's not they don't have like the whole show stops. Well, I well, actually, they do this a couple of times, <laughs> but generally most of the time there's not like choose A or B and be good or be bad, but it's just common sense shit. Like if you rob someone and blow their brains out, like that's bad. Yeah. If someone goes, hey, help me, I, you know, I'm lost and I need a ride to town. That's, that's good. good. Like it's okay. it's very fair and straight in its morality. Gotcha. And there's no like dialogue. Like it's not like you're doing a Mass Effect, you know, dialogue tree where you're being a dick or being a nice guy. It's basically just based on your actions in the game, straight up. And I think even just having like Nick, like you said, even having anything that's tracking it or at least giving you feedback on your actions. It kind of plays almost like a because I actually haven't seen maybe there is, but I haven't seen any effect of the morality meter on the game itself. Yeah, the shops will give you discounts sometimes if you go into a shop and your like morality is real high. I think it'll say like it gives you a little bar at the bottom that says this would be more expensive if you were got it an a hole. But I actually think it's more valuable in just making you think about what you're doing. Exactly. You know, because you're like you said, like playing a Rockstar game, you would never do that. You'd just be like, yeah, whatever. Yes. But anything that's like, hey, that's that's bad. Just yeah. so you know. You and know? there's so there's so much conversation in the camps, too, where it's completely optional, where you get to, like, choose to just sit down next to one of the, the women. It's like, hey, Arthur, how you doing? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm killing people and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Those are great. I'm, I think I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I'm just you know. And I, yeah, I think I talked about fabulous. it in the in the last podcast. They did the. I thought the intro. The one thing the intro did do a good job of is. Uh, well, I don't know. You said your interpretation was that you felt like all the people in the camp were assholes. I thought it did a pretty decent job of making them seem much more like, "Hey, we just rob and steal." just to get by for us we're not doing it you know it's that standard like uh robber like we're just trying to get one last score so that we can live on a piece of land (laughs) and do it (laughs) yeah it's like every crime story ever yes just one more guy yes yes but it's they're not they a couple of the people in your gang are set up as cold-blooded killers but arthur very much calls them out as that right like oh you're the crazy one um 
but the rest of the gang is almost Robin Hood-ish. Or like they at least pretend that they are in their own heads. They sell themselves as that. Like, oh, we only steal from other gangs and stuff, or we only steal from super rich people, so that's not bad. Uh, so they kind of set up a moral ambiguity for you to then wiggle around in. Like, oh, are you going to be one of the psychopaths? Go for it. Sure. You're allowed to be one of the crazy ones in the gang that shoots any, anyone that looks at you weird. Or you can be the, the, the straight-laced one that's trying to help out and keep everyone in line. Yeah, that that's fair. I Like, I don't think any of my issues were in tone of the characters, even though I say they're dicks. Like, it, it was more... I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't have any primer for who I was yes. or why I was there. And then it, it's extra annoying for every other line of dialogue to be, well, you know, at least we're not in Blackwater. They talk about this mythical Blackwater heist that they just got back from no less than 200 times. Yeah. And, and when all I'm wanting is some kind of understanding of who I am and where I am and what's going on, it's really annoying to have like, Remember that thing that just happened that you don't know anything about that obviously we're teasing because probably it'll come up later. Totally. Uh, that was not what I was looking for at that moment. But ultimately, it's it's kind of a mood point because once the game kind of opens up and lets you do what it does best, I didn't even care anymore. I was like, I, I, I sort of created my own Arthur in just what I was doing, which, Precisely. by the way, Arthur Morgan, the main character who I don't know who's voiced by probably some thankless guy who's getting zero dollars, but, <laughs> yep. but um, he's a fantastic lead character of a game, like very likable in both when you're good and bad. And there's, I, I really didn't think that this game could possibly top the original red dead. Uh, John Marston, I thought was a fantastic character, but I think Arthur's got him beat like straight up. I, I think he's better. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. So, Trevor, you should play Red Dead 2. I'll add that to the list. It's 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 interesting because it's a standpoint where this podcast comes from, that we are parents and everything. And this game is quite the opposite of exactly what we have time to be playing. I'm happy to make time for it, but it is like the list of accomplishments that I come out after a session with this game is very little <laughs> because it does like you you're like you're riding for long stretches to get to a potential location. I think if you really just wanted to go through the story, it's quite easy. I think uh, most of the time it does dump you off in a location that you're pretty much, because there's so much focused on this camp of where your crew is hanging out, where they're hiding. And a lot of your stuff takes you there just in general. So you end up where a mission would be. So I would, I would be curious to know what a straight up, beeline through the story uh adventure would be but uh i i, I suppose I, I, but yeah. i feel like you'd just be cheating yourself at that point i mean yeah what's I mean, so good about the game is it the game might as well tell you like hey take your time mm -hmm. it's fine yeah it's so it's such a better game just living in the world kind of doing whatever making coffee going fishing going hunting doing whatever like that's the strength of the game and i feel like if you beelined the plot you'd really miss out on the best part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and, and as a side note, again, bringing it back, that's a, I, I will play it in front of Parker every once in a while, and I just make sure to keep all of the violent stuff out of it. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I, I, let's I, ride horses. I actually have a fabulous uh, dad Red Dead story. Oh, please, lay it which, on uh, <laughs> my, So I, I, too, sort of censor Leela from, you know, obviously seeing me blow people's brains out and stuff. It's probably not best. What? My daughter was four, <laughs> for, uh, for reference. Uh, but so she'll like to, but I'll let her watch me ride around on a horse and stuff. Exactly. And cause it takes a while to get places. So I'm like, sure. Yeah, here you can watch me go all the way across the map. And on this one particular occasion, as this happened in the first game as well, although I think they do it much better in this game in terms of the variety of types of encounters and, and where they happen, but there'll be random encounters with just kind of people out in the world. And on this particular occasion, my daughter was watching me play and I'm riding and some guy, comes out hey excuse me can i get some help i'm lost <laughs> he's like wow so that's a really bad voice actor no i don't it, well he was just sounded shady as yeah. fucking and so it was funny because i paused the game immediately and Lila was like daddy aren't you aren't you gonna help him <laughs> and then i took the whole opportunity to be this like stranger danger education moment <laughs> where i said well well Lila, i mean I could help him, but I actually think he's lying. And she's like, lying? What do you, what do you mean? I was like, well, I don't think he needs help. I think he's trying to trick us. And I gave this whole story about don't trust strangers, and they might not be telling you the truth. And then I was like, I don't think you should see what happens next. And she goes, no, no, I, I, I want to see. And I said, okay, but if it gets bad, I'm going to turn it off. She said, okay. And then I unpause it walk up to the guy and the guy literally just goes yeah. <laughs> like pulls me and drags me off my horse and, and Leela goes ah and she screams yeah. <laughs> and then I paused and I said okay Leela you see that's why you don't trust strangers now you're going to have to go to your room because you can't see what daddy's going to do next <laughs> <laughs> just gunshots off in the distance yeah, she just yeah. hears them from her room <laughs> yeah. so folks uh, parents out there Red Dead Redemption 2 it's a great teaching tool for your children to yes. learn about the horrors of the world <laughs> people yeah. will and she even you. like two days later was like that man stole your horse daddy yeah. I'm like, I know I know teaches You're a kid like, how to well, shoot a man in the back for stealing yeah. your horse <laughs> exactly so you both have been playing Red Dead 2 yes oh yeah what have you been playing Trevor lay it on us um <laughs> I was hoping to have more of it done by this podcast but I have not because <laughs> parenting has consumed my life lately sure. but uh, I've been playing Persona 5 um, yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um it's really cool. You like, played for one hour and then checked out. Is it? <laughs> well, so I well, have actually for, he did. Yeah. He did send out a tweet that I, I did not respond to, but he tweeted like, I'm like two hours in and this is like what taking. I forget what it said. I was just like, dude, <laughs> I said something like I'm like about an hour in and uh, I can't remember what I said, but uh, you need that. That 30 minute window is real important to get. Trevor into yeah. the game. <laughs> well, it's, what's funny is it's really um, this. The style's really cool. I love JRPGs. Um, and you get to they do like a little cold open that kind of shows you a tease of like what's to come because the first hour you're essentially just walking around in Japan being a person and uh, just like doing <laughs> yeah. random. Well, no, nothing. he's right. The, every Persona game takes it takes a little while getting going because obviously you get like, for lack of a better term, you get superpowers once your Persona is unlocked, and it right. always takes a good long while of you like being the everyman walks in and finds himself into some crazy situation and yeah it takes it, it there are a slow burn this yeah, one starts you out with like 
hot in the action, though, doesn't it? it gives yeah, you, like, it a starts you. You're like forward. being chased, and then they get you, and then you're being investigated. So, so any to anybody listening, uh, Persona Five is this giant um, Japanese role playing game. Uh, that's about 120 hours worth of gameplay. Um, it's yes. a very big, big story, uh, and it's super stylized. Yes, super hyper stylized. Lots of great music, and it does a big balance of like spending your day hanging out with friends and making social connections, and by night you go out and fight monsters and all this stuff. So right. that, that's sort of its hook and what makes it different from your usual RPG. And I would say the best description of the style is it looks like that short film Paper Man that played before Wreck-It Ralph, that like 3D but with the with the pencil drawing over it, um, that plus anime essentially. So it looks really cool. Um, it's... It's taking it's what's weird for me is um obviously I love things like Final Fantasy 7 and back then they didn't have you know dialogue in the games because it was so long and so and because of the technology and so it, you would just be reading the, reading the uh dialogue and pressing xx every time you want to go to the next line they do that here but they also have the dialogue so like they're talking and then the conversation will be stilted if you don't hit X, like, at the perfect... Like, I'm watching it, and I'm, like, trying to hit X right when I feel like should be the natural <laughs> next line of the... So it's, like, I'm so hyper-focused on making this feel like a... Which is kind of weird, but I've fallen into a good... And it's good, because you can skip... I'm like, oh, this is... Oops, I accidentally went into the same dialogue cycle. Let me just skip out of this real quick. They don't have a, like, just play the dialogue option? I wish. Not just... No, that would be really cool. Because that's that's why I got into it. Because Nick explained to me, it was like watching. It was like playing episodes, essentially. Like this, it's like coming back to your favorite TV show, which I was really excited about. And it and it does feel like that. Like I haven't even gotten into the superhero element of it yet. Um, There are the superpowers. I've just done the. I've and what's really interesting sidebar is, it opens up. I don't know what his full that your main character's full past is because he's kind of like unraveling it for the police officer that arrests you in the beginning, and he essentially stopped a rape from happening, and all of society thinks he's this fucking scumbag. They're like, "Mind your own fucking business, you little delinquent!" And like everybody thinks he's the worst piece of shit. I'm like, does he have a record of being this, or is this all on the? Accusation. I don't want to. They they very. There's a very good answer to that, and I don't want to give it here because I don't know if it's a spoiler. I can't tell if it's a spoiler of maybe you missed a key bit of information, but okay, I'll, I'll let you continue playing, or if you stop or something like that, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. Did they think he was the one doing it? I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense to me. No, they knew very well that the the man was assaulting the woman, and that he stopped well, here, him. I, Okay, this is a way to say it without making any spoilers. It's the man is in a person, he's a person of power. Right. And he buried the entire thing because in the stopping of it, you, I believe you pushed him or hit him or something like that. Yeah. And therefore he turned it into, he buried the, the, uh, the rape the chart. rape aspect. Yes. Okay. And made it look like you just Got assaulted a, a, a person of higher. So, so now you're persona non grata. Oh, but what's interesting. So that I'm curious then if like, because the, the main guy that you're staying with, he seems to know what I did. Cause the way he's talking to me, he's like, you just need to mind your own business. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm curious to see how that unveils. And what's interesting is 
there's no there's nothing that I've played so far that would have made me like if this was Red Dead Redemption, like you said, I would have just turned this off. Especially if I had never seen the trailer and I'd never heard Nick talk about it over the years about all the Persona games. So I know what's to come, which is keeping me playing it, but then also uh something about the characters in the world, like nothing's happened, but I keep I'm at work and I'm just like, Oh, I gotta get like where's this story going? Like I it actually just drawn me into the story side of it, which is interesting. Yeah. You're right. It is a. It's oddly a series that doesn't sell itself very hard. It takes sort of uh, somebody from like because I I never got into it until three as well. But that's a long story. But three is where it had like a big shift in style and change and everything like that. But uh, uh, yeah, it 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 was. It took you know a nonstop great reviews and everyone saying like you need to check it out. You need to check it out before I ever looked at it. So yeah, it's it's an odd series that way. I think it's just, you know, it's similar to a lot of anime. It's either like you're into it or you're not at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, 100%. Well, and I've been getting into a lot of anime lately, so maybe that might be also why I'm into it. Because like, the cutscenes are legitimate anime scenes, which is really cool. Sure. Um, so I've been, what you watching? Uh, what anime? I watched this movie called uh, Your Name, which is, it just beat Spirited Away as the number one top grossing anime film. Um, and it's it's amazing. Oh, I think I heard about that. I heard it was very good, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's really good. That that had me in tears. Um, as most things do. But what's interesting too is um, with Persona Five, like I'm except for re- Red Dead. Fuck Red Dead. For, <laughs> fuck Red Dead. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure Red Dead's great. I'll probably give it a chance in a couple of years. Um, but <laughs> Persona Five. <laughs> so shameful. But Persona- I said it was the greatest video game ever, or whatever. It's and I'm all yeah, not worth checking it. out. Or- <laughs> no. I- I will, but Persona Five is kind of my Red Dead right now, where I like I just want to live in that world and do it. Although now that God of War won Game of the Year, I kind of like want to go back and finish that game now, which it's makes me good. shallow. Yeah, God of War was good. That's pretty much the most shallow thing you could possibly do. <laughs> mm, I agree as well. Shallow and pedantic. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing, and hopefully next podcast I'll have a lot more to say about Persona Five. Uh, I will do my little uh, check-in here, and I still have been playing Mario Galaxy 2 with Parker. That's been our sit-down-together game, and that game continues to be incredible. I thought we did uh, Mario games, for anyone that doesn't know, in recent future, Mario games have been doing this thing where you finish the game, but then afterwards it totally unlocks everything else. Well, Mario Galaxy 2 is no different. There's some, I think there's a, hmm, what is it? 170 stars total that you're getting from jump and then after you beat the game it unlocks or after you get every star that it says oh by the way there's green duplicate stars for every single one so there's 242 total (laughs) so (laughs) after that happened i was like hey parker we're done with this because i'm totally not doing that and then he wanted to play it again, and then I got sucked back in. We're at like 192 now. <laughs> oh, to be wow. fair, to be fair, a lot of the green stars are just they're hidden in the levels, so they they can be very quick to find. Like you go into a level, and then you run around a corner, and like, oh, there's a green star. It's it it it's funny. This game made me realize because I loved Mario Odyssey when that came out last year on the Switch, and it was. Um, it blew me away and I thought it just had like a lot of new tricks and a lot of new like uh, uh, inventions of how to how to play Mario and going back and playing Mario Galaxy 2 I was just like oh wait 
they stole so I mean they didn't steal it it's theirs but they just copied so many of the enemies and play styles and these hunting for green stars feels exactly like trying to find the moons in uh, Odyssey because it is just as I said they're very like uh, hidden in a spot that you wouldn't naturally go to. You're just you end up going somewhere and find you one and are rewarded for it. Well, unless you're like a video game psychopath that immediately turns around and <laughs> looks in the corner of wherever you're not supposed to go, like I am. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, in this game, the green stars literally are not there until you have gotten everything else. So you couldn't. Oh, have... I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, they they yes. unlock later. Yes. So until you've gotten all the regular stars, the green stars do not open up but i play that game on the wii u it's on the digital store if anyone is interested if if i've piqued your interest it is very easily found if you have a wii u which me and i think john longino are half the audience i do that bought, yeah have a wii u but yeah that's all i've been playing cool um well i guess the next next beat would be news <laughs> <laughs> News with Nick. News with Nick. Um, all right, let's get into the news then. Um, did you guys see that Sony decided to drop out of E3 completely? Yeah. I did not know this. Yes. It's actually today is the first I heard about it. <laughs> so next, from you. Yes. So, <laughs> so this next, is breaking news for me. Yes. I had no idea. Next year at E3, uh, Sony publicly announced that they're, they're out. And this isn't like... Uh, I believe EA and even Microsoft in the past years have said we're not going to be on the show floor yet they're you know they have their own uh, uh studios and own theaters that they rent out like this is straight up they Sony will not be there in any capacity they're not going to do a a uh uh, uh, uh what's the press conference they're not, yes thank you they're not going to do a press conference they're not going to have any show floors stuff and uh it's kind of wow. a weird thing um a lot of people seem to be predicting that this is the calm before a storm before they launch out into their next system and announce that. Already? Uh, yeah, that may be because they don't have much to talk about because they are ramping up everything for a next system. That could be why they're pulling out. There's another uh, a whole lot wait, of other. Wait a reasons. minute! Didn't they do a whole thing of like it's the now and be the PS4 till the end of time? And yeah, the, I thought that was. They're the just whole... throwing that out the window. Like uh, it was going to be like the iPhone. Like every year was is, a new version. This is like the PS PS4 Pro Pro or something. Or this is actually like PlayStation Five. I think that was people that yes that I think the PlayStation Pro was them dipping their toes into that idea. And although that has sold well. Um, I think it's easier for shareholders and everything else to say, hey, here's our next new big box. For anyone, if for either of you that haven't heard, there's a very strong predictions online from like uh, uh, a lot of different sites and a lot of different uh, financial advisors and stuff that 2020 seems to be the date that they will probably land on at the launch with also the apocalypse. Yes. There's also a very big trend in pushing forward and behind doors conversations of, uh, streaming games becoming a lot more of a, a mainstream thing when it comes to the next boxes. Microsoft is making a very heavy pitch at this switch has even been doing it in, uh, in other parts of the world. How do you mean? Uh, uh you could buy, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the Switch, but it was streaming only. 
you wouldn't download the game. You'd download a client, okay. and then it would be streaming. And yeah, sorry. When I mean streaming games, I mean exactly that. Like a Netflix, the game is being piped to you. The video signal of the game is being piped to you so that you could play it on literally almost any device with a controller. Um, so PlayStation Now was that for a while, or still is, I believe. Um, in this case, you can still download the games, but uh, it's a streaming service. So there's going to be a very heavy push for that in the next one. And Microsoft, I think, is kind of leading the charge because they want they want to open up the opportunity that anyone with a phone or a TV or anything can be playing the next big budget games and stuff like that. But yeah, it's interesting. Sony has literally been to every single E3 ever, and they're usually the biggest. Like they have the first, uh, they have the first press conference. Um, they start, you know, they launch off the whole thing, and then uh, they usually have the biggest show floor and have the biggest announcements. And now they're just completely gone. Um, interesting. No takes on that. Well, it. It's interestingly timed because this was the first year I didn't watch E3 at all. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like just was off my radar, didn't tune in, didn't check it out. And that this is something that's kind of been going on the last couple of years with me where I used to be heavily into video games and then the older my daughter gets and the more time I need to dedicate to, you know, raising her. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the less time I have for games. And I, it felt, honestly, it was a re- big relief on my, like, missing out feelings. Because if I'm up on the latest knowledge of video games but can't play any of them. Ah, yes. I just found myself getting frustrated. I was like, oh, that sounds great. I want to play that, but I have no time. Oh, that sounds great. I want to play that, but I have no time. So, so when I started kind of tuning it out, I found my quality of life went, <laughs> went way, way up because <laughs> I was like, I didn't care anymore. I was like, oh, okay. I'll, you know, if, and now, and then I started doing this thing, it, guys, it's, it's a great world because besides for like Red Dead Redemption 2, which was on my radar and I immediately got the day it released, I just started doing this thing where I'm like, well, I don't have time to play any games, so I'll wait till the dust is settled and then get word on all the best ones and get them for half the price. Oh yeah, and play. Yeah, I mean, play you'll never you'll never get Red Dead for half the price because yeah. Rockstar no, famously that, never puts their games on sale. But that's an exception to the like Red Dead Redemption Two is a gaming event that's like it once in a couple of decades, you know, or not a couple of decades, but a couple of years or many years. But things like God of War, we're talking about God of War. I mean, that's game of the year. I loved it. I loved playing it. I played it like six months after it came out for thirty bucks. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, on a sale. Yeah, that's totally how I plan nothing. on playing yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey at some point in time is when I can get exactly. it for a song. And then it doesn't matter if I finish it because there's nothing beholding me. Like, it's like, ah, I paid 20 bucks for that. That's fine. Yeah. That's so definitely I, so I don't my mean goal, to like, by no, the way, to, to do what you're doing, Lajano, because right yeah. now I just buy all c- the games c- when they come out and c- they just sit in my Come over to this side. It's It's great. It's great. So I don't mean to like no react the Sony at E3, but it's honestly like, seems about that kind of time for at least where I'm at, you know, maybe there's people that are rapidly wanting every game, but yeah, I mean, it it is just like as E3 as the, you know, the big hype moment of the year, right? That this is just, I mean, there's, it's been like sort of a dying thing for a a while, but this just seems like from my perspective, this is a bullet in the head. It's like, it's dead. There's no, Oh, that's huge. I mean, that's the number one console. Like that's the the number one company with the number one console pulling out. Yes, Honestly, exactly. that sounds pretty bad. What makes me most nervous about it, like I'm, 
I'm less like Longino. I'm less concerned about uh, E3 next year and what it means for PlayStation not to be there. But I'm just like, we just settled in with PlayStation Four. We got so much time with three, and they milked the fuck out of it. We got like ten years with PlayStation Three. Mm, it, it was. I think it was. It's been as long now. Has PlayStation Four is already yeah. PS Four has been around longer than you think it yeah. has. Like, PlayStation Four has already been for six or seven years. I forget. Hold on, one second. Keep talking. Yeah, and if you yourself. add two years to now, that's about right. Like eight years. I guess maybe my that's reaction right. is more in the now than like I'm thinking about like I'm not ready for a PS Five. But yeah, I guess in two years I'll be like, okay, it's been two thousand. It's launched in two thousand thirteen. Okay, so, so it's, it's been already five been five years. It'll be seven years by the time you're looking at a new system. And PlayStation that's... Three was out for ten. Well, it was. Yes, they continued to make games, but the play. Let's see, PS3. Yeah, but it was like good for five. So, <laughs> you know, PlayStation Three uh, came out like two thousand one or two, right? Two thousand six. Oh. <laughs> so it got the exact same so amount. So it's of time. the same. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Man, PlayStation 2 was around for like a decade. That's, that sounds well, about right. Let's just keep going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> We're like, PlayStation? <laughs> well, I mean, because it was well into 2000. the PS3, the PS2. Guys, it's was... six years every time. Just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, so what I didn't mean was until the next console came out. I meant like the lifespan use of like yes. people being into it and games coming out oh, for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yes, sure. there was, a Madden, there was a Madden the coming longest. out on PlayStation 2. I think one came out last year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're still printing PS2 yeah. games. <laughs> well, now that we're going down this rabbit hole, this is a perfect transition into the next one, which is the PlayStation 1 Classic came out. Do you guys know what the PlayStation 1 Classic is? I assume like- it's like the Nintendo Classic stuff. Yes. Like it's like okay. a standalone console that plays PlayStation games. Yes. So, yes, exactly that. It's a little tiny Wait, mini. I Stop me if you've heard this. Can I try to guess? Oh, go ahead. No, I. Oh, sorry, I don't mean. To, I, I'm. I'm all aggro and excited because I wanted to. Uh, I was saying it'd be a fun game to try to guess the games on there because I don't actually know. Oh, okay. Well, let me first tell anyone else that doesn't know what it is. Nintendo very successfully came out with the Nintendo Classic and then the Super Nintendo Classic. It's a tiny little system with an HDMI port and comes with two controllers and it's preloaded with some twenty odd games. Um, PlayStation One came out with their PlayStation came out with their version of PlayStation one. It has 20 games. Uh, go for it. I got the list right here in front of me. If you want to try to guess, Twisted I'll give you metal. a hint. You're not going to guess them correctly. That's what I'm saying. Like I would put out the, it ha- would have to be on there. Yes. Trevor twist, twisted metal would be one that would have to be on there. Or right. One or two. You, you are know. one for one. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is on there, yes. Siphon Filter? I'm going to guess that. Siphon Filter filter is on there. All right. You guys are doing pretty pretty well so far. Crash Bandicoot? No. Whoa. Get the fuck out. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't get that one. That that one's fair because that just recently released a HD bundle Uh, set. So there's financial reasons why uh, Naughty Dog may not uh, make that agreement. Oh, Tenchu. Tenchu. Tenchu? No. Get Damn out. It. Um, oh, what's that fighting it? Virtua Fighter? Nope. What about that samurai game mm. where you like cut the bamboo? What's it called? Bushido Blade? Bushido Blade. Nope. That would have <sighs> been a good addition. That would have been great. Shin- Shinmu? Nope. Oh, that was a Dreamcast game. Yep. What am I talking about? <laughs> All right. All right. Here uh, we go, guys. Here, yeah, read the list. Okay, Here's the it. banger list. Battle, Rito, uh, Battle Arena Toshinden. Cool okay. Borders 2, yes. Destruction Derby, 
Final Fantasy VII. Yes. We forgot that oh, one. duh. Oh, my God. Oh, we, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. We I failed quit. miserably. Final Fantasy VII. I seven's... cannot believe we didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft oh, Auto. Wow. Now, sure, keep sure. in mind, this is not Grand Theft Auto 3. When I say Grand Theft Auto, I mean Grand Theft Auto. This is the top-down. Yeah, that was my. Like, that was one of my wait, favorite what? games. Was that on PlayStation? Yep. Yeah, I played but the shit obviously, out of that. Wait, Grand Theft Auto 3 was PS2? Or is that it's PlayStation 2? You're right. So, Grand Theft Auto, the original one. Uh, Intelligent Cube, you know, everyone's favorite. <laughs> Jumping Flash. This personally, oh, I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, oh, have, we go. yeah, I did have a lot of... Metal Gear that's, Solid, that's we got good. that one. Mr. Driller. Sure. Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. shit. Huh? I've literally never heard I of that. Exactly. Oddworld A Odyssey. Yes. Which, sure. that was okay. critically acclaimed. I love that, yeah. Rayman. The original Rayman. Okay. I never played it, but I it never good. played either. Resident Evil Director's Cut. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. How did I not guess Resident Evil? Oh, yeah. wow. All right. You failed, John. I, I totally failed. Persona 1. Oh. Okay. The odd choice. Ridge Racer Type 4. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Siphon Filter. Tekken 3. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah, that was a great that one. Was, but sure. That you played it on PlayStation? Yeah. All right. Well, this is Trevor made this list apparently. <laughs> and the last one on the list is Wild Arms, which was a Oh yeah, uh, I remember that one. It's a jam. You know what? So, first of all, did the did is the list going to be added to or No. So I this mean, is it. This is a standalone system. Here's another caveat for you guys. Uh there's no analog sticks on the controllers. It's the original PlayStation controllers. That's good. The, sure. I mean, that's what they were. Sure, but they they iterated on it quite quickly and have never looked back. So why now? Like why well, I know, but we're got this is the authentic they go classic. I, yes. All right. Fair enough. You guys I didn't know I was talking to two shills over here. <laughs> we're we're obviously the audience. <laughs> we're just going to shoot you down with everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, this thing, okay, so it's $100 to buy this. Uh, it comes with two controllers. There's no rumble in the controllers as well, so if you liked that, that's out. I don't think they had that in the first one, did they? I think the, I believe the original ones. I thought only rumble. when they did the thumbsticks is when they started doing I, rumble. I feel like PS2 is when rumble came in. Yeah. Either way. Uh, so here's the <laughs> biggest problem with it, though. Uh, uh, a large majority of the games are the PAL versions. If you're not uh, super tech savvy on this, people, there is PAL, which is European versions, and there's NTSC, which is North American versions. The difference is PAL is 50 hertz, which means it runs slower on TVs, on American TVs. So you go to play Tekken 3, and the game is noticeably slower because it's the PAL version. Why? That's been the biggest question everyone's asking. It's a lot of like, was the hardware they put in it not strong enough to run these things well? Um, it's a big question. And then there's been some stuff going in, like certain keyboards, if you hook it, hook it up to the USB and press escape, you can get into like the emulator settings <laughs> and switch it to NTSC. Yes. <laughs> I will just say, I'll, I'll boil this all down. Apparently, I'm voted outvoted two to one, but... <laughs> If I was a parent out there right now listening to this, don't buy this system. I don't think it's worth your time or money. I'm going to say my heart started racing the moment you mentioned this coming out. I am so, 
stupidly excited about buying this. I can't. I'm not even joking. It's on the shelves right now. Go get one. I'm and, going to go. And, well, I'll wait till after Christmas because I don't know. And Trevor, you remember doing. what we just talked about about 20 minutes ago that <laughs> you don't have to buy it or do all, it all? Yes. Well, and this especially is that scenario. bad so, versions of it. They don't yeah. run correctly. Because so. as, as much as I'm defending it, like, I'm not buying this fucking thing. Like, there's no way. Well, so I'm, 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 I'm assuming, I'll look it up and see, but I'm assuming it's the it looks like the PlayStation One Classic, right? Yeah, it does. It's just very small, right? I mean, that's the that, only that's the only reason to buy it, right? If that's, you want to kind of nostalgically like have the system and have the controllers, that's like, what that, I that's, that's what I appeal. want. Essentially, I because I could yeah. buy all those games on the PlayStation Network and play them on totally. my PS4. Yeah, you want to actually play any of those games? You right. get them. At that else, that like. system is so connected to my childhood. Like, obviously, I grew up on Nintendo, but like the the shit that I remember that like made me fall in love with video games was on PlayStation classic metal gear solid final fantasy 7 if you want to buy it as a trophy then by all means don't let me stop you that's it's exactly that's the is, only yeah. thing it is good for that's, that's, um, what, that's what i'll do <laughs> <laughs> so john you play Fortnite, correct yes you're a resident Fortnite player <laughs> you know i have experience with Fortnite. although red dead has been taken out by Fortnite time Absolutely. but so, uh, Epic Games, who is the developer and creator of Fortnite, recently just announced that they are turning their game launcher. So, if you ever played Fortnite, which if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you have played Fortnite, because I believe two-thirds of the world has. They turned <laughs> their Epic Games launcher into the Epic Games Store. So, they are going uh, toe-to-toe with Steam. Uh, Steam is a Valve-owned company. If you don't know, they are like the number one supplier of digital video games on PC. If you're buying a video game on PC, you're buying it on Steam. Uh, So Epic Games is taking their massive, massive success with Fortnite because everyone has downloaded this game launcher and has signed up for an Epic account and everything. Well, now it's a store. And their biggest... uh, Their biggest hook here is that they're super developer-friendly. Um, Trevor, you'd uh, possibly know this. Uh, Most digital stores in the world, I believe, give you a 70-30 split. If you post something to, I believe Apple does this. I know Steam does this from what I researched. A lot of digital stores, you as the developer of a game gets 70% 70 of the profits. The the holder of the store gets to take 30% off the top. Uh, Epic is saying that they're only it's going to be an 88-12 split. So they're going going to take 12% of the profits. And um, and then on top of that, if you use Unreal Engine, which Epic develops, you also get a discount in using that. Oh wow. Um, on top of that, to really get people in, they're gonna give away games every two weeks if you sign up for an account. Oh, like PlayStation. Um, yes, but every two wait, weeks. Is, wait a minute, is an account like free? Or yep. you to sign up for like a? No, a lot. Like, yeah, you go sign up for an account because they basically they want you to pad out your digital library immediately because they're just swinging hard. They're coming out of the gate yeah, and they're I just. Mean, shit. I love yeah. it. <clears throat> so the free two games, uh, so that you know and set your expectations here. <laughs> December fourteenth is going to be Subnautica. And then on December 28th is Super Meat Boy. So that's the sort of stuff you're looking at for your free games. 
But yes, it's interesting. The reason I bring it up in the news is just because it's, you know, digital competition. Competition in the marketplace is generally good for the consumer. Um, And I'm just curious if you guys have any thoughts about a brand new giant store leaping onto your PC for any future purchases you make. I will say what I like what, what Nick mentioned before me me knowing about it is I I release apps so I I know about the Apple side of things where it's seventy thirty split and what I think is interesting about um, them offering an eighty eight twelve split um, would not only entice developers to go toward them instead of Steam um, because it's less it also sends this met- like if it was something like eighty five fifteen it'd be like oh they cut the thirty in half. They just, they just, it would, it would be more apparent. Like, oh, we're just doing, we're doing less than everybody else because we want you in. But eighty-eight twelve feels more like they pushed it as far as they could possibly get it, without them losing money. So, it, like, the random numbers makes it feel more personal. Like, we want to give you everything so that you will. Yeah, come to almost, us. almost like they did the math exactly. Like, this will just keep our lights on. People. Exactly. Yeah, you get and to whether keep or not it's true, like, yeah, like they could it probably yes. ninety nine one would be fine. But like eighty eight twelve is such a random number that you're like, oh, they're legitimately like trying to give us everything they can possibly give us, and it is it does feel more like we give a shit about the developers, and I feel like a lot of developers will pick up on that. Uh, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, first of all, my initial reaction to the free games, I, I love Super Meat Boy, but like. That's not a get. That's yeah. like <laughs> you already own that, that four times. That, You've that's already like been given nothing. that game free for yeah, like. I'm pretty sure they hand out Super Meat Boy in Vegas <laughs> with the people that are hitting the cards. Like yeah. who the fuck doesn't have Super Meat Boy at this point? So that that's doesn't move the needle one iota. But I I, I think it's interesting. Um, I I think the real test will be if they get any kind of exclusive, and that'll sort of get me over there. I mean, obviously Fortnite is you know an exclusive, but yeah. I'm not playing Fortnite on an application on a PC, I'm playing it on my PlayStation 4. Right. So right. I, I feel like the PC community, I mean, getting them out of Steam is going to be like stealing someone's child. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be, that's that's going to be real hard. Yeah. So I think you got to come a little harder than like, hey, here, here's Super Meat Boy. But but I I don't know. I mean, I, I think for the developer side, that sounds great for developers. And I, I think what's logical is a developer will just release it everywhere they can yes. right so you can get it on steam and on epic or wherever and that's just i think just more stores open is good for everybody right exactly so Although as I, much I as i don't want I, I don't want to have to launch like 12 different applications to find the game i want at the same time it, yeah, but it is true a sale you know people pushing things on sales and pushing the prices lower is naturally going to happen because of competition so therefore it's it, that's where it's good for consumers I will say what's interesting, though, again, on the developer side is, yeah, it, it does make sense to just release on everything. But what happened with when Apple Music came out was every you can't like when I release music, I release it. I just press a button and I can release it on whatever fucking streaming services out there. Um, but a lot of big artists are making decisions of pulling their music from one or the other. And a lot of people pull from Spotify because Spotify pays less than Apple Music. So if it gets to a point where they're actually contentious and there is a big enough community at Epic Games, people will be like, well, I'm going to put my stuff in Epic Games because I get a lot more money there and Steam doesn't 
pay. So I obviously not now because, like you said, there's such a community within Steam, and they have their holiday sales. Like it is, it is a juggernaut to take on. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. But I can see if they build up the trust and an Amazon-like community service, and they have people coming in droves. I can see later down the line developers being like, okay, just Epic is where I'm releasing my stuff because I make a lot more money there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very interesting to see what happens in the future. Uh, as it was alluded to earlier in the podcast, the Game Awards happened. Um, there's a lot of real dumb awards that given out that I won't go over, but Game of the Year, as it was spoiled earlier, was God of War. What are your thoughts on that, everybody? It's a good game. It's a very, very good game. <laughs> I haven't finished it. It's a good game. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Surprise. Best... I'll, I'll rattle off some other ones real quick. Uh, best ongoing game. The winner was, I'll, I'll let you take a stab at this, guys. What do you Fortnite. think won? Oh, very good job. Best game direction. What? By the way, what calendar period are we talking here? Like <clears throat> 2018? 2018? Yeah. Okay. Because I think, you know, God of War is like, I mean, I really liked it, but I don't, I don't think it's my personal top game of the year, but it's definitely in the conversation for one of the best. I mean, the fact that that would beat something like Red Dead, I think, is insane. Was Red Dead in contention for this stuff? Yep. It was yep. Assassin's I, Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2 were nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah. I, like, I don't know if this is some kind of trying to be too cool, like, oh, that's the obvious answer, so this is our, like, hipster answers, God of War, but like, uh, it's Red Dead Redemption 2 with, like, there's actually been with, a lot with, of with conversation about that online lately, like on Twitter, people arguing over whether or not Red Dead or God of War was the best game. And then a lot of people were arguing Rockstar never wins. I don't know the statistics on that, but they say Rockstar never wins best game of the year. I think it is. I think Red Dead has been a little bit more contentious than you think. It is a very, it's a gorgeous game. And if you're into it, you're into it like no other. I think it does push people away. I think God of War was much more of a... It, you know, it's like the Oscars. You know, the the best film doesn't win. It's the best film that appeals to the most people wins. Right, true. That being said, God of War was the best game of the year. I'm just going to drop that <laughs> right here. So. Just dropping facts, Nick. It was, it took, it was a very good game that took uh, 12 things that a bunch of the dames did well and put them all into one game, which was great. Yeah. And I love, I loved it. But here's the thing. I'm a story guy, and I think the story of God of War was was fine. But well, it here's touch, here's a category like for Dead. you: best narrative. What do you think won there you best go. narrative? Red Dead Redemption Two. Yay! There you go. You got <laughs> your award. Yay! Uh, best, best game direction went to God of War. Best art direction went to Return of the Oberdin. Uh, best score, Red Dead. Best audio design, Red Dead. Best performance, here you go. It's Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. Oh, so they Red Dead won a bunch. That's fair. Yeah. Anyways, those were the big hits. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I, uh, it was a a year that had two juggernauts sitting in it, so it's no, it's no doubt that those two games would take it away. Well. That was some exciting news. You had you had quite a bit to uh, unload on us. What can I say? That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, well, th- thanks for coming in, Longino. We'd love to have you more. Oh, yes. Thanks you for having me on. It was nice to kind of jump back in for a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, thanks for listening. This is our month's episode. You can check everything out for our website at joeblogamer.com. On the interwebs, I am at Trevor Carley. Our group name is at joeblogamer. I'm at Nicholas North. Uh, I am on Twitter at John Doe JBG, though I check it never, yeah. and I've unplugged from all social media, <laughs> as we all should. So yes. blow up John Doe with a bunch of messages. You'll definitely get a reply. <laughs> But you should also check out John's other podcast, yes. The Hold Up, which is a fantastic podcast where they watch old movies and see if they hold up. You can find us at Hold Up Podcast or go to holduppodcast.com. It's really great. Y'all should check it out. Um, that's it. All right. I'll see you guys later. And I'll see everybody. I'll listen. I don't know. That's a bad sign out. Uh, bye. It's literally yep. the worst. <laughs> All right, bye. See you next time. All right, I see a door Thank opening behind listening. Trevor. He's probably needed by his kids. Bye. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>